The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. D-Day is here. It's happening. With our allies in World War II, we didn't just get together on a spur of the moment and say we put together Amanda of forces that landed on the beaches of Normandy and in France and up the coast was well thought out, well planned, well executed, and under the cover of storms, which worked to the favor of us. But we now have the devil, whose reign runs without being chained, as a lady herself has said. And it's D-Day, D-Day against us, under a perfect storm of cover, Clothed underneath universities, professors, others throughout the culture, the media. A perfect storm against us. Just as the Germans were caught off guard, we are so too. How can that be? 
because we're blinded. We're blinded by our sins and what's happened to us. Incredible things are assaulting us on a daily basis. Multiple times you can't even keep up with it. Lieutenant General Jerry Balkan put out a video explaining how Hitler came to power. This general and Pentagon official who's battled Marxism around the world says that Obama's doing the same thing as Castro, Adolf Hitler, and other people who come into power, Chavez, Stalin in Russia, a military official saying this. In fact, if you read what he wrote, or it, it ends with what's in, they fired the first shot. They fired the first shot, is broken open all over the place. Everything from law enforcement officials to people to talk show hosts, bringing in current information that wasn't discussed before it was released. I'm not saying that and bragging about the book. I'm saying that and bringing to light our latest messages have power. It's the pebble in the pond. When you drop it, it ripples out. And everybody's talking about these things at the same time. It was stated in the book that the more our enemy becomes exposed, the more naked they become, the more aggressive they have to be. And just as those ships started to be seen on that morning, fateful day, in Normandy against the enemy, the enemy against us is beginning to be seen for what it is. A black professor in Florida decided they were going to teach the students. And many of you have heard this story probably already. How they should look at things is just symbolic, without significance. So they wrote in big letters Jesus' name on a piece of paper, put it on the floor, and then they had to contemplate that. And in contemplating that, as they stared at it, then they were told by this black professor to stomp it. Incredible stuff. Where is the blacks raising up in Cain about this? A lot of them are faithful to Jesus. Where is everybody raising up against this professor? Oh, yes, people are mad about it. Scott Walker, or rather Rick Scott, the governor of Florida, has written letters demanding something done about it. I tell you, 75 years ago, this guy would have been, getting, would have been good to just get home. Where's our Christian fiber? Where is the fear of those people would do something like this for their own well-being. Instead, it's us. It's our well-being we're concerned with. And it's defended. Another black writer writes in regards to this that he doesn't have a problem with this. It's amazing how they defend this, his free speech. This is written by Juan Williams. He appears on The O'Reilly Factor, and um, he wrote, in defense of Florida University's Jesus-stomping exercise. Florida Atlantic University is in crisis after a student was instructed to write the word Jesus on a piece of paper and stomp on it. One Mormon student refused to participate in the classroom activity, citing his Christian faith 
and now he is rallying opposition nationwide. On Monday's The O'Reilly Factor, Bill O'Reilly told Mary Catherine Hamm and me he sees this case as part of an ongoing hostility to Christianity and conservatives on college campuses. I disagree. Bill asked me if I would defend the classroom exercise if the students had to stomp on the name Muhammad. My answer is yes, absolutely. To my mind, there is no other intellectually honest answer for any American who believes in First Amendment rights. The intent of the FAU classroom exercise is to promote critical thinking and draw attention to the sensitivity surrounding symbols in religion and politics. The best colleges encourage their students to question authority and challenge institutions, be it government, in business, or in matters of religious faith. That is the best way to teach young people to avoid politically correct thinking. It is worth noting that the instructor got the idea for this class exercise from a textbook on intercultural communication. According to book, the book, the exercise is intended to show students the power of symbols, but the student took the class activity as an assault on his religious beliefs. As a fellow Christian who believes that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I strongly disagree with the young man. In this Easter season, it is important to recall that a mob called on the government to crucify Jesus, and they did it. That was far worse than stepping on a piece of paper with his name on it. Yet the power of Christ crucified, his death and resurrection, has inspired people and saved lives across the centuries. Stepping on a piece of paper, burning a flag, or an effigy amount to symbolic acts. And the Supreme Court has ruled that even in the case of the flag, our national symbol, there is constitutional protection. When some Muslims rioted because a minister threatened to burn the Koran in anger at Islam, I saw it as an overreaction to one provocative act. I have the same thought about the situation FAU. The university is embarrassed by the episode and has now issued an apology. It is posted on the front page of their main website, quote, this exercise will not be used again, unquote. They said in their statement, the university holds dear its core values. We sincerely apologize for any offense this caused. Florida Atlantic University respects all religions and welcomes people of all faiths, backgrounds, and beliefs. The course is taught by a non-tenured instructor on an annual appointment, according to the statement. Contrary to some media reports, no students were forced to take part in the exercise. The instructor told all of the students in the class that they should choose whether or not to participate. Moreover, the university denies that the student was suspended because of this episode. In a statement to Fox News, they said, While we do not comment on personal matters and while student privacy laws prevent us from commenting on any specific student at the university, we can confirm that no student has been expelled, suspended, or disciplined by the university as a result of any activity that took place during this class. As Mary Catherine Hamm, my debating partner on The O'Reilly Factor, correctly noted during the segment, Americans have a right to say they don't like stepping on Jesus' name. But stopping the academic exercise is wrong. The reaction against FAU and the teacher strikes me as an attempt to shut down free speech and silence educators who use provocative teaching methods. Look on the Internet and you will see people calling for the teacher to be fired. That disturbs me. What these critics want is to suppress free speech. That's not Christian. That's not American. Evil idiot. Idiot. What's this guy's name? 
Juan Williams. Juan Williams is an idiot. A complete idiot, evil person. Justifying something and then saying, it disturbs me that they want to stop academic freedom. You call this academic freedom? You call this First Amendment rights? Our forefathers said that the Constitution is unfit to be interpreted by unholy people or unchristian people. It was made and it was written for Christian interpretation. You don't have a First Amendment right to do this. Nor to cuss. Here in Shelby County, I've said it before, you cuss somebody out, they can go to jail for it. Why? That's not free speech. Neither is pornography. We're warped and we're tolerant and we become intolerant in any view sideways from that. Where are we as a people? Where are we going? We're going to the hell that this society has come, has become. This professor, what he does is political correctness. Or they're teaching against political correctness. They save a forked tongue exactly what they're doing. And this lie about not being suspended, yeah, they didn't do it. They got so much resistance they couldn't do it. But I tell you, that's not the resistance we need to do. These universities need to be slammed down. They need to be burned down. You say, oh, that's bad? No, I'm saying not for us to do it. God's going to do it. You think he's going to continue to allow his son to be blasphemed like this? We was just out of town, three of us were, four of us, in Kentucky. We stopped by Mass on the way back, Saturday. And the priest at the end of the Mass said, I want everybody to know the palms laying in the floor. It wasn't the palms themselves. It was the branches fanned out like a fan palm. Had them by all the pew on the aisles going up all the way to the altar. He says, some of you walking on this, you're not committing sacrilege, just walking on these palms and not blessed. It's just symbolic. He wanted to caution people that a palm, a leaf, organic matter, was not blessed, and you're not committing sacrilege because they're not blessed. The name of Jesus is blessed everywhere. Mary never has come to the visionaries. Not one time when she says the name Jesus and not bow her head in her conversations or her messages. And it's academic freedom. And these idiots want well, that's wrote down and stop on it. And you call Muslims cults and they're the only ones standing up. I mean, not Muslims, but Mormons cult, a cult. And they stand up. The only student that did stand up, how I many of those were Christians from Christian families? They all were touched by it or a Christian. Where are we going as a people? What kind of people are we? Where are you going to stand up? It's in the book. They fired the first shot. When will we ever be stronger? Now or later? Next year? Next month? Patrick Henry says, I tell you, we'll never be as strong as we are now at this moment. It also says if we lose this HHS mandate, it's over for us. This is our power. This is our strength. We got a letter from somebody from the Sioux Falls Bishop who sent us this about they health care 
all has just given, been given over to one man making a decision, and I presume he's Catholic on the board. You want to read this letter? Uh, the letter came, it says here is a letter that was promised you concerning the Avera Catholic health care system, which recently folded to the HH mandate. The letter attached is the statement from Bishop Swan, Bishop of the Sioux Falls, South Dakota Diocese. Avera has many ca- uh, clinics and hospitals that are scattered in various places in South Dakota, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, and North Dakota. We have contacted our parish priest regarding Avera's new insurance policies, and he has forwarded Bishop Swan- Swain's letter to our Nebraska Archbishop, George Lucas, at Omaha. We live in northeast Nebraska, which is basically a rural area with many small towns and communities, there are not many choices for us to find a new clinic or hospital, which is not under the direction of Avera. So this letter, again, is from uh, the Bishop of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He wrote it on March 1st, 2013, and addressed it to the priests and deacons of his diocese. One of the many edifying discoveries that I encountered when I became bishop of Sioux Falls was the Avera Catholic Healthcare System. It is truly a great gift of loving service to those in need who are served without discrimination. The health care that is provided through its comprehensive system is an affirmation of the heroic sacrifices of the Benedictine and Presentation religious communities over the years with the support of my predecessor's bishops. Through my personal encounters with the dedicated staff and supporters of the Alvera system, I have developed personal affection for this ministry of hope while experiencing firsthand the dignity that is shown to others. Thus, I am deeply saddened to relay an unexpected announcement that was recently made to me. In January, I was informed by Mr. John Porter, President and CEO of Avera, that the Avera Health Plans has chosen to comply with the HH mandate and now provides coverage for abortion-inducing drugs, artificial contraception, and sterilization procedures. The Avera Health Plans is a separate civil corporation that offers health insurance for individuals and groups. Mr. Porter shared that Avera's decision, which he professed to have personally made, was necessary in order that the insurance plan would be in compliance with the Department of Health and Human Services published requirement to cover contraceptive services without cost sharing. I was not consulted on the decision and disclosure was not made to me until after the expansion of coverage to include these immoral practices had taken effect. Let me make clear that the diocesan insurance plans are not affected by this decision. However, this development is troubling in a number of ways. Most importantly, as an organization, Avera will now be materially cooperative in the termination of life. Avera's decision, as I explained to Mr. Porter in a subsequent meeting, creates public scandal. As a Catholic institution, its practice is, of course, inconsistent with church teaching. While health care today is complex and highly regulated, compliance with government requirements must not be reviewed as licit reasoning for compromising moral teachings. I have invited, therefore, members of the Avera administration to remain in dialogue with my office so that consultation can be offered as regulatory requirements continue to threaten religious liberty and freedom of conscience. Sadly, we must consider 
whether a Catholic healthcare delivery system in our day will be able to balance the regulatory and financial obligation it faces in order to remain a viable business while maintaining its unique and important mission of the healing ministry of Jesus. Jerry Klein, Delegate for Social Outreach, and Mike Banworth, Diocesan Finance Officer, have for a number of years served on the Avera Health Plans Board and Finance Committee, respectively. To be clear, action to formally adopt the Department of Health and Human Services mandate was not taken by either that committee or board. To ensure that their continued presence could not be interpreted as diocesan acquiescence and therefore cause an intensification of the scandal, I have asked both of them to resign from their advisory position with the Avera Health Plans. It has been shared with me on more than one occasion that Catholics have grown accustomed to choosing a health insurance plan or medical providers based upon the Catholic mission of Avera. While most of Avera's entities continue to demonstrate an authentic witness to church teaching through the healing ministry they provide, this decision consequently ends our ability to blindly trust that all its activities are consistent with church teaching. Mindful that there are parishioners whose spiritual well-being has been entrusted to you and who are affected by this decision, as bishop, I feel the obligation to disclose this information to you. Anticipating that this announcement will raise additional questions, I have asked the diocesan staff to prepare a list of FAQs for you to consult. The list is included with this letter. Please feel free to contact the Chancery if you have additional concerns. Let us all continue to pray that our religious freedom and liberty of conscience might be protected and that those who carry out the ministry of Catholic health care might be encouraged to persevere when facing financial and regulatory adversity. May the Blessed Mother watch over us all. Yours in Christ, the Most Reverend Paul J. Swain, Bishop of Sioux Falls. Everyone should contact Bishop Swain. Encourage them to put in the principles they fired the first shot. It gives a battle plan. The question has to be asked is, how does this director of this whole health care system in Sioux Falls make this decision to do this? He reveals something by making this decision independent, despite, despite it being Catholic, that we're going to go ahead and pay for abortion. No qualms about it. That means they were thinking this way. That means they inclined that way. He didn't just come up, well, I'm forced to do this. I don't know what else to do. I'm going to do this out of compassion. His principles allow this. He's been inserted just like these professors and all these other people in the media. He's been there. He's been thinking this. He's okay with it. He's probably been for it all along. They're in there. They're insurgents. And so the bishop separates from this. And that's good for this good bishop in the sense that they distinguish it. We're not going to put up with this. But we need to fight this. We need to have a battle plan. This is a curse against all the Catholic institutions out there which are doing things under the table, which are led by people who have the mentality. Don't think we got health care. It just sprung on us because we've been good Christians and good Catholic institutions. This is a judgment against them. The economy, what's happened to it, is a judgment against it. I've said before, many times, we're under judgment. Those things not of God, the universities, will fall. 
They can't sustain themselves. You think the Supreme Court has rightful authority to redefine marriage, something created by God? It's not human. It wasn't evolved an evolution or evolved over time, a man-woman. God made it that way. Procreation he made that way. There's no other way, period. No debate about it. No arguments do I want to hear about it from anybody, nor should you. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. They change nothing. They have no authority to rule against natural law. Nobody's speaking about that. The Supreme Court has absolutely no authority to say that free speech is expressed through burning a flag. That's sacrilege. You can't do that. The Constitution is written for Christians because we understand that, or we used to, and we used to stand up for it. This professor better never come in our neighborhood, nor this other guy defended it, nor a burn flagger. That's what you want to call the names. We won't put up with it here. We believe in turning the temple upside down. We're going to live that. If we die for it, we will. We're willing to do that. The question is, are you? We've got to realize what kind of time we're in. This is not going to stop. No more than it stop at Sodom's door of Lot's house when they came for his sons. They have the whole place. They got everything they want, but they're not content. Do you realize not stopping this stuff at the Supreme Court where it's going to go to? You think you're safe? You think your kids are safe? Evil is not content until everything is turned to evil or used by evil or killed by it. Do you realize the world we're on? When are we going to wake up? When are we going to stand up? Don't get resigned that you read they fired the first shot four months ago and you don't have to keep doing something with it or you grow used to it because you've you lost that initial enthusiasm. Reread the book. Look what's going on around you. Do you realize what's coming down the pike? Sufal people should rise up and say, okay, let's just start over. Let's start our hospitals again, like they did in France in the 1800s and 1700s. People on the street. We've got to rebuild our institutions from the ground up when they're taken over by insurgents. And when they get in our face, you have the right to get them out of your face by whatever means you have to do. We can defend our faith. How many professors or how many people would even defend this professor if the students, instead of stomping that, says, we're about to stomp you in the ground. You better get out of this classroom right now. And I mean that. I'm not playing with it. Where's the real man? Men are made to provide. They're made to protect. And because they go to church on Sundays and just listen to nothing in the homilies, they grow bored with this. Men want to give their lives for something, for a cause. That's why Navy SEALs do what they do. That's why we do what we do. We live a cause. And we're willing to die here. We're even to give our children to die here. We're raising them in that way. We're not soft and we're not sissies. And we're not going to about to be that way because Jesus Christ himself was not that way. Via De La Rosa took a man, a real, live, blood-filled man to spill his blood for a cause. Thank God he did. Thank God he didn't compromise. Thank God he said, well, if you disagree, it's just political correct that I have to give into your way. And you have, you have an amendment right to blaspheme. Those students 
who listened to this professor blasphemed God, period. It's on their soul, they're marked by it, and they're weaker for it. We just got to read, and that's how God punishes people. What did we just read there? God punishes people by, by giving them a weaker faith. These students have a weaker faith. The Mormon has a stronger faith. Forget diversity. It's a lie of the universities. This is a lie. We don't want diversity in society. We don't want people being doing your thing. I do my thing. I got to respect you. I don't respect you. I'm not going to lie out. Lambert wrote, What would become of the world without obedience? What more necessary than this virtue to maintain order and discipline? Experiences prove this. Where obedience is not observed, there can be nothing but trouble. Disorder glides in and peace is banished. Are we not there, people? Is this not happening? Is this not why our lady's coming? A disunited whole is threatened with the destruction the ruin is un- and ruin is unavoidable, Labrit says. It's unavoidable. Destruction's here. It's in our door. And it's our fault, not theirs, not them, not the people who own it, not the people who propagate it, not the people in the universities, not the media. It's our fault. We're too weak. We want to enjoy our pleasures and just leave us alone. We don't like what you do, but you can do behind closed doors what you want to do. No, you can't. You think you can live a lifestyle behind closed doors and allow that? Nobody's going to say that. I haven't heard one Christian sit there and stumble, come against this. But every state had laws against this. They could go in your house and arrest you for it. They had sodomy laws. Because they knew they had wisdom that if we allowed this, if we tolerate it, it would infect the whole culture. They propagate this through that. Lot in Sodom proves that. They wasn't content to stay at that. You think the Supreme Court, whether it lets this or not lets this, they're going to be content with this and it stops at that? They will come for your children. Do you understand that? Are you willing to die for that? Oh, this is hate speech? I'm radical? Well, let it be so. I'm radical. Lambert goes on and says, But on the contrary, where obedience is kept, all will be edified. And noticing this perfect unanimity, one would see these contented minds are perfectly united. If there could be anything lasting on the earth, it is when it is united and when everything is in perfect order. And this can never be in the case where obedience is not strictly observed. We're a disobedient people. We're a disobedient church. We're a disobedient culture. And so we have the opposite of where obedience is not strictly observed. There's perfect order, if it is. And we don't have order today. Unanimity of one would see these contented minds are perfectly united. Our lady's come to unite us. She's come to separate us. Not to say, all oh, y'all be united in diversity. That's an impossibility. That's a contradiction. How do you be united in diversity? You go to Mass in Lebanon. You go to Mass in Australia. And in Vietnam, you get the same gospel every Sunday. Talk about unity, but we got Catholics themselves sitting in the pews, which are in diversity. We got to come as one. And what always brings man back to one is persecution. 
placing yourself in the same boat. You got a lot of different opinions about different things, but when the ship goes down, everybody gets in the lifeboat. They got one mind and one go and one heart to survive. It don't matter where they politically come from, what color they are, who they are. Don't even matter what religion they are. We had this moral fiber with atheists 50 years ago. They didn't want their wife committing adultery or that should not steal from them or coveting their neighbor's goods because they wanted this protected. They wanted to be honored just like they found the first shot. They're in union with us. Well, I can't believe in God. I have difficulty that, but yeah, the Ten Commandments are good. The culture is to be driven by God's statutes. The culture is to be driven by Christian principles. I don't give any leeway, any free speech to contrary that or to contradict that, rather in contrary to that. We don't have to apologize anymore for that. We impose it or they impose it on us. One or the other, one prevails, one submits. And we're submitting and we're just going there and saying, we don't like this. You stepped on that. You, and this guy keeps his job. This guy, this guy should be scared to death to show his face in public. Scared to death. You got a guy who went to Auburn University and had poisoned some trees. He wanted protection because he was scared to death. Because the university students and the professors and everybody there, you know, Auburn University and all the people who for Auburn was willing to stop this guy's face in the ground. I'm not advocating that in that way. But I'm saying this is for a football team. And for our Jesus, we do nothing when they stop him and blaspheme him and his sin and ultimate sin turning against God. Christ, I deny you. I turn against you. And we do nothing except walk to the guillotines. Think about that when your head's put on it. Whatever our guillotine may be, this country's coming to and the rest of the world. Think about that when it happens to you. What did you do? How did you act? Put your honor on the line. Put your life on the line. Your sacred honor is just that. It's sacred. And it's not to be purchased. It's not to be debated. It's not to be given away. That's why we are where we are. And that's why we have this show, Medianomics. Because we're not going to pay back $16 trillion. It's not going to happen. You're going to lose whatever you have. Last week's show was Cyprus Today, America Tomorrow. It's coming. Our Lady tells you, be ready. And I tell you, be warned. Frank? Yeah, well, Cyprus and, and uh, these things that are happening are the prophecy revealed about it ain't going to happen. And it's very unsettling that the entire economy and the house of cards, there's the banking system, is being held up because we're drinking stupid in the water and we're mind-controlled by news media, the television. Um, I see far, if it were embraced as it should be, wouldn't cause a bank collapse. This The corrupt system would cause the bank collapse, but it would be here if enough people would embrace this writing. And it is that is how, that is how important. That's why I keep going back to all the writings, because 
it wouldn't be a bad thing. Those that are converting must be ready. And this is this writing is so important because the entire system is being held up by my that people are mind controlled, and it can't it can't hold up longer. So we have to do what we're supposed to do now. And you said we have to reread. They fired the first shot, 2012. So important. And I keep going back to these writings. And um, one writing you wrote is, why must we go to Medjugorje? We must go to Medjugorje because Our Lady had the village convert, and her grace is there to be a witness. And Our Lady's encouraged us to bring Medjugorje home. And that's what you have done at Caritas better than anyone in the world. And so the writings themselves are not enough. We have to go see the witness of the community. And these make the writings complete. This is our opportunity this year. Reading They Fired the First Shot 2012 is not enough. We have to act on it. We have to act on it now. This is what the conference is for. We have to act now. The, I don't know how long Our Lady can hold God's hand back with these things, these abominable things, the twist, twisted media that wants to legalize abomination and, and, and twist things and make them backwards and upside down, and people believe them. It's sickening where we're going, and, and Christians must act. If you're listening to this, you're in the front lines. You have to start acting on on what is written. We have to get moving, and we have to do what Our Lady's been showing us for 31 years, and that's unite. Individually, we can do nothing with the evil that wants to begin to rule. But all together, united with Jesus, her son, we can heal the world. Three three things that are important for everyone to to uh, keep to keep in mind, but also to to do. Uh, first, read, reread, and spread. They fired the first shot. That's the first thing. Second thing, you need to attend April eighteenth through the twentieth, the new community conference for they fired the first shot. You have to have read the book in order to attend the conference. This is an important uh, step for you in acting out what the book tells you and acting out all of the plans and outlines that are in there for that are necessary. So, uh, April 18th through the 20th, 19, uh, 2013, that's a Thursday, a Friday, and a Saturday. And uh, also July 1st through the 5th, five days of prayer with Our Lady here at Caritas. These are days of prayer that are important for you, that are important for your family, important for the nation. These are days that you do not want to miss. Uh, many people who can't afford to go to Medjugorje uh, come here to Caritas when Our Lady comes, and they receive all the graces of the apparitions from Our Lady's presence here. So uh, they're both are a must. Uh, there is no choosing between one or the other. Uh, you need to do both. Frank, how do people get a hold of you? Okay, you can call us toll-free, 877 you can also contact us by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Everyone, spread They Fire the First Shot. 
Don't apologize thinking you have to leave Our Lady out of it. If you notice my writings, I don't apologize for that. And we have Mormons endorsing it. We have Amish endorsing it. We have people who don't believe endorse it. We're seeing people that are getting together is doing, they find the first shot, and they want to tread softly on that. Yes, you can enter that door to, to Protestants in that way, but don't apologize for it. Don't think you've got to leave her out of it. Because she's going to be known by the whole world when the secrets are released. And if they reject it now, if they want Christ, they'll come back to it later. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. I didn't accept that. But now I've seen her secrets. This is real. Don't separate Caritas from that and this whole movement of what we write. Because you're separating Our Lady from it. Thinking, okay, well, I'll stay a little bit up towards the secular side. That's called the Tea Party Syndrome. It's a whole chapter about it. They wanted to trade real lightly on God, the God part, more on the taxes. And they just filtered away. Yeah, there's some strength here and there, and there's a lot of people call them self tea parties. That's good. But this is a something that connects to God, that stays with God, connects to our lady, and stays with it. All for her son. All for his son, Jesus. So Lambert said, a disunited whole is threatened with destruction, and ruin is unavoidable. We're not united. The writing's on the wall. What are you going to do? We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.